Hey, what's going on? This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. This is where people's stories are shared, talking about going after their passion 100%, knowing their purpose, knowing who they are, taking risks, and getting out of their comfort zone. I hope you can take something away from this. I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, what's going on, guys? It's Christian J. Lynch here um, coming at you. I have a couple of special guests here today on the podcast. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Abby Howard. And I'm Caleb Howard. Awesome, awesome. And you guys are a married couple? We are. There you go. How long have <laughs> how long you guys been married for? A year and two months now, I think. Yeah. June of 19. So. Yeah. So maybe three months. A year Whoa. and three months. <laughs> Time flies during I, I know, I know. It seems like it's probably fun, though. Yeah. yeah. So, Abby, you have your own little business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would you mind kind of uh, casting a little vision to the audience of like what what you do right now for your business? Yeah. So, I actually have an online clothing boutique. It's called Bolt Boutique, like a lightning bolt. There you go. Always have to <laughs> describe awesome. that. Um, but yeah, we run it all from our house, and it's all online, and it's honestly been. A, a dream come true a long yeah. time coming so yeah it's been super fun to be able to work on that and, and do that full-time yeah and when did you start doing that uh full-time um officially february of this of this year february okay. 2020 yeah. okay yeah well that's it's pretty recent though uh-huh so, yeah it was right before quarantine yeah. started and yeah so perfect timing right <laughs> yeah i know it was <laughs> yeah well i want to get into that more but i think the one of the biggest things as far as people when they pursue a business or a passion Um, I think a lot of it has to do with their upbringing. So would you mind just kind of sharing your upbringing? Um, What was that kind of like with you as far as when you were a young kid to being in high school to college to now having your own business? What was kind of that? Just kind of give the audience a good good kind of uh, view for that. Yeah, for sure. I have two amazingly supportive parents who always i mean every sporting event they were there Mm. um every anything that we wanted to do they encouraged us to do it so i remember distinctly as a child my dad always saying grow up and be your own boss you want to set your own hours and that always just kind of stuck with me he says you want to be the one making the decisions not being told what to do Mm. and not in a prideful sense but just in a way that was very encouraging and i think also i mean i'm one of three girls so having parents who are supporting and raising up young women i think is definitely different you know they're trying to train us in this age to be independent and strong and you know make take risks and and you know do the hard thing not the easy thing so yeah yeah and going into high school and i was an athlete i played a lot of volleyball i actually played a semester in college if you count that but um (laughs) that still counts yeah i played at a division two school and that alone, I mean, I gave everything to that. I think mm. that really did train me up in working hard and putting in a lot of hours and all that. You know, that yeah. that does just like, I don't know, make you who you are. In the Do you end. think that definitely um, gave you discipline and consistency to your business now from doing putting those hours in? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the most disciplined person. I'm working on that, you know, as much of like waking up early and setting a schedule and all that. But definitely the idea of, hard work, grinding, definitely came from volleyball. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that competitively for a very long time. Socially in high school, I don't think I was probably the most like popular person, yeah. which is okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, I always had friends, but um, it, it was hard for me to step out at times to take mm. risks and all that. 
And that confidence didn't really come till later in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so why, I guess, why would you say that kind of came later till college? What was kind of those steps that kind of pushed you out of that comfort zone and kind of got you out of that? Yeah. I think in college, in high school, I always had an idea of like who I wanted to be. Mm. And when I what got- What did you want to be? What was oh your my kind gosh. Of, I think that's a good question. <laughs> I think people don't talk about that. I think they say what I want to be. And I think I like to really, because I feel like, People that are listening to this could be like, they might think that they want to be something, but they're not really for sure. What did you yeah. think you wanted to be? I don't know. I just really wanted to be popular and have a lot of friends. And I kind of realized that that's not really, that's not everything in mm-hmm. life. And when I got to college, I became a lot more comfortable just and content with my friends. And I became a lot more confident in who I was with just, you know, I don't know. Like you see your people in high school and they have like 60 friends and, yeah, and they're all doing yeah, stuff together. Yeah. It's like, Parties every Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just never had that. Mm-hmm. And going into college, I think I just became more content with like who I was and I'm a little quirky and kind of weird, but I think I just kind of was like, that's okay. Oh. It's yeah, a little. little. <laughs> Throwing some shade over there. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. hope that makes sense. No, I think it does make sense. I think I love the transparency of saying, hey, I wanted to be popular. Yeah. Um, if I had to be real, I was kind of, that's where I wanted to be. And uh, it was definitely hard as far as, I guess, we are playing sports and academics like that. If you're decent at something, people kind of put you at a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And you, sometimes you feel like you have to perform. But sometimes totally. it's really easy to get lost in that of who you really are or who you think you really or who you want to be. Absolutely. Um, so I love that you said that. And because uh, I yeah. think you know, not a lot of people want to admit that they want to be popular. And I think um, you just, sorry not to interrupt, no, but like you it. see people on social media and all this and like, it's so easy to fall into that and you're like, I want that so bad. And I got really caught up in trying to be someone I wasn't. Mm. And people saw right through that, which yeah. is why people didn't want to hang out with me, because mm. you know, and it's like, if I would have just been myself this whole time, you know, it would have been a lot more fun to be around probably, yeah. you know, yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a trap that you fall into so easily of like seeing that and just yeah. wanting to be something totally different. Yeah. And you feel like, was it maybe junior, senior year, kind of the beginning of college that you kind of were like, man, I'm my own person. I don't want to be a popular. I just want to be Abby. Mm-hmm. When do you think that time was in college? So when I went and played volleyball in college, I actually had a pretty bad experience with some of the girls on the team. And you went to M- MU? Um, I transferred to Mizzou. Okay, yeah. got it. So I actually played volleyball at a smaller school in mm-hmm. Indiana. And that really did shape me because I think before I was so concerned with like what people thought about me and all that. And then leaving there, the little things just did not bother me anymore. I'm like, I don't, get, I don't <laughs> yeah, care I, at all what I people think about me, you know? Yeah. And I just came back, I think a lot more of a mellow person for sure. It kind of put me in my place in a mm-hmm. sense, in a good way. And so when I came to college, I was kind of like, I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. And so I think it really was early on in college. I felt pretty secure in, in what I was going to do. And, and I knew that I wanted to start a boutique in college. Um, and so I kind of was able to tailor my schooling to that and yeah. everything. So that's cool. I like that you said that. And I want to hit on that because you just talked about it. Um, you wanted to do a boutique in college. What was your, what, like what got that started? Because it's not like you just wake up one morning. Hey, I just want to do a boutique online. We'll mm-hmm. do sell, we'll sell clothes. That's what you're doing right now on Instagram. It's awesome what you're doing. Kind of give the audience what was like, what was the kind of the starting point of wanting to do that? Um, have your own business and then also have a boutique. What was mm-hmm. kind of, what was that like for you? Yeah, so I always had an interest in clothes and fashion. I always loved that. I thought I wanted to be a buyer for, you know, a big brand or Mm -hmm. something. And I started working at the polo outlet when I was in high school. And my manager, she was amazing. She sat me down and was like, Abby, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a buyer and, you know, maybe be a buyer for polo and work my way up. And she said, look at me right now. Do not start 
in retail and try to work your way up. You will get stuck in mid-level management and you'll never, ever make it out. Mm. And that was kind of the kick in the butt that I needed to be like, okay, maybe I should look at something else. Yeah. And, and what did she, did she encourage you to start something else? Or did she give you like, hey, because mm -hmm. she said what not to do. Did she ever tell you what to do? Yeah. She was like, if okay. you want to be a buyer, you just need to go straight to that. Just don't get stuck in this mid-level yeah. management area if yeah. you want to go beyond that, which is, it's a great area to be in. But yeah. if you want to go beyond that, don't do it this route. She, she didn't really give me like a ton of direction, but we'll seem like the warning was enough. <laughs> what you were saying. Yeah. What you're saying. I love that. Cause I think that your boss, whatever was, um, was a, almost a lifesaver in that. Cause I think a lot of bosses, they want to do have the short-term effect and they want their people to work for them. Mm -hmm. Which seemed like she really kind of cast a vision in your life to say, Hey, this retail could be comfortable, but if you really want to do this, you need to get out of this right now, get uncomfortable and kind of do your own thing. Yeah. I think that's really, that's, that's awesome that you had that because I yeah. feel like a lot of people, they're in that job. They think they have to work their way up and sometimes it's not that you just need to start it mm -hmm. or start, you know, start planning for it. So that's yeah. what that kind of seemed like. And then where did that go from there? Like you're like, okay, you just got done with her. She said, shoot, um, I thought I was in the right job and now I'm not. So where did you go um, after, I guess, polo and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I remember going back and I was at dinner with my parents and my older sister and we were just talking about what she said to me. And I said, I really don't know what route I want to go. Like I thought this was for sure what I wanted to do. And my older sister actually said, well, why don't you start a boutique online? At this point it was 2014, 2015. And mm -hmm. that wasn't really, I mean, right now it seems like very popular and a lot of people are doing mm -hmm. that. And at that time it really wasn't heard of. No, it I was like, wasn't. I don't even really know what that is, yeah. but I'm going to do it. And yeah, ever since then it was just kind of, a, you know, that was, my mind was made. Um, I started working at a boutique on and off throughout college, like a storefront mm. location. And, oh my gosh, that was the best experience yeah. I have ever had in my life. The boss there, Nicole, she was an amazing mentor to me. She knew exactly what I wanted to do. I went in telling her that I wanted to start an online boutique. So she trained me up in everything. For that reason. Yes. For you to be your own owner. Yes. That is awesome. I know. That's how, gold. How hard <laughs> is that to find? Like oh, yeah. Who wants to encourage you and teach you the things yeah. and your potential competition, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Like that's actually going into internship where they're actually going to teach you things that's practical. You know, yes. you talk about a lot of internships and they just say, oh, let's go. We'll teach you a few things. But to have someone that come alongside you and said, hey, mm -hmm. you know, I want you to be great at what you want to do too. Just like she's living her dream and she yeah. probably wants you to live your dream too. Um, that's awesome. So it's like your junior year, right? That was sophomore to senior year. Got it. College, yeah. And that was kind of working for her. And mm -hmm. then um, when did you actually officially like launch uh bolt boutique on instagram and like kind of take it on your own yeah so i it was like november of my senior year of college and i said mom and dad i think i want to go to market in february mm -hmm. and start my business i think if i start it now before i graduate it'll have a little bit of time to pick up and then when mm -hmm. i come home from the summer i'll have a job got it with bolt yeah so january 1st of 2018 i Went online, got all of my business licenses, went online, did all the all the things, my tax ID, everything that you needed LLC to do. and everything like LLC, that. LLC, all the good fun stuff. Business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so anticlimactic. I'm sitting there like at my kitchen counter, I'm like, I'm a business. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And my parents are yeah. like, great. <laughs> yeah. Where's it at? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So then in February, um, a month later, I went to market in Vegas with my parents. There you go. They very generously funded that trip for me because I did not have the money to go. That's awesome. Um, and then March 28th. 2018 was when I actually launched the website and everything. So, yeah. So I was going back to what we were talking about earlier in February. That's pretty, it was kind of like that build up and then launching. Cause I think when I first met you was a couple months ago and so you already had it like, kind of all, um, all set up. And so I it looked like you've had it on for a while and you have 
what, 4,000, 5,000 followers already? Mm -hmm. And did that start from like February, March? That's when you got all those followers? Yeah. That's crazy. No, yeah. from 2018. Oh, 2018. 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're building yeah. up. So the Bolt history is kind of interesting. Yeah. So I started in college mm -hmm. and then moved home for a year. When you were, as you've been talking about this, I'm remembering like, oh. I'm going back to the, that time and period of like when you were starting to do that and so that the whole your whole like junior senior year, it's like I'm gonna start my own business. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, do it. Let's go. Yeah. It's like I gotta wait. I gotta wait till the perfect time. I mm. need to do this. I need to graduate. I'm like, would you just go. Just yeah. just take action. Like just move quickly. Mm -hmm. Um and then you're like, Well, I gotta wait till January first because for tax purposes, I'm like, let's just go. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. Come on, like let's let's just get it rolling and yeah. so that's why you, I think you did wait to like that January first to get all yeah. your legal documentation and LLC and all that mm -hmm. fun stuff and then mm -hmm. going to market but you wanted to wait until you graduated to start and uh -huh. I was like no let's go now yeah let's go now like why wait like time that's, for money let's go that's funny I don't remember that but I believe you yeah yeah I'm not gonna call you a liar on a podcast <laughs> Thank you, <appreciate laughs> that's that. um well I, I think I that's cool it. that that he can encourage you oh. um with that I think for for me the, that story with starting the podcast and starting things, I think as far as the audience goes is when they're listening, they might be wanting to do like there might be plenty of girls out there that want to do some fashion and then maybe they are working at Polo or American Eagle mm -hmm. and they've been told, hey, you seem to do this, do this, and then eventually we'll, we'll get to a gig right. where your seems like audience like definitely listen to what Abby's saying is, you know, if, if, if you have the business right now, what's working for her, I guarantee you a lot of the model that she's giving is going to work for you too. Mm -hmm. Um, because I could only, I could definitely see where you're, just, you're in retail and you stay in retail, you mm -hmm. know, because that's what it's for. Yes. Um, and then going into that, I think the biggest thing is what were your emotions like? Like, was there definitely risk? I mean, were you, did you have any friends like think, Oh my goodness, like you're going to start a bull boutique. Like this is kind of like weird. I mean, talk about all the emotions. Like, were you nervous? Did you have nights, man, like where you're crying or you're like, mm -hmm. was it ever stressful or was it, you know, I mean, what guess definitely uh, playing to that for the audience. Yeah, I think starting it, people didn't really take me seriously. You're like, oh, that's cool. You know, but Caleb was over here, a hype man and there you would go. always give me confidence and that encouraged me. So I was like, at one point not being taken serious on the other hand, you know, being like, you can do it. Yeah. And my family was very encouraging in that. Your parents were very encouraging. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's I think it's awesome. I think. Um, parents would probably say, don't do it, don't do it, just get a real job, mm -hmm. I think. And I think that's so important to have parents because uh, I'd say times have changed as far as what, quote unquote, a real job is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they don't understand as far as parents, you can literally start your own business on an iPhone. And mm -hmm. when they were raised, that was not the case. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to your kind of what you're going through. Yeah. Spring break, remember? What we yeah. Did. I was supposed to go um, and visit a friend in college during spring break of March. And I kind of had this moment where it's like, wait, I'm launching a business this week. <laughs> I think maybe I should stay home. Oh, really? So Caleb stayed home with me and we painted my bull office and my parents' house. And they let me turn like our basement bedroom into an office and a mm -hmm. warehouse space, which was really kind. Painted all the walls pink. Painted all the walls go. pink. <laughs> Caleb's favorite color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, was fun. That's when it kind of became real. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. this is happening. Like we're actually creating a space for product to be stored in like, there's a desk in this room. We have product stored here. The The walls are painted the same color as the brand. Like it's a branded, almost like room. Like people can, yeah. people who live close by could come and actually shop. So yeah. even though it's in a house, it's, there's a physical location that people could come to it. So that's when it's kind of like, mm -hmm. all right, this is a real thing. 
let's go. Yeah. yeah. And that definitely does change your emotions too. I mean, just to say this, you know, I started a bolt with my own money. It was all my own savings. My parents didn't help me. I didn't take a loan. Yeah. So there is like a sense of risk in that too. Or and on, on that, was that just because you want to do it on your own or they're like, Hey, this is going to be on your own. We don't want to give you any money. I think it was a mix of both. Okay. I mean, my parents definitely would have helped me yeah. if, you know, I had asked for that, but I have been saving my whole life for, you know, whatever my next steps were going to be. Mm. And that's just what it was. Yeah. And I never asked them. They helped me with my first buying trip, obviously, you know, to, you know, the hotel, yeah. in Vegas and the yeah. airplane yeah. No, flights awesome. and all that. But you didn't have student loans. yeah, I'm very blessed. I didn't have student loans or anything. So I could kind of just play around with that money with what I you know, wanted to do. Yeah. So I started small, but yeah, there is a lot of nerve you know, nervous and anxiousness mm -hmm. in that where I'm like, wow, this is, you know, a big chunk of money that yeah. I'm spending. And it's not like guaranteed, like I'm going to make this back. It's like, right. this could either do really, really well, it could do okay, or it could do poorly. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I remember launch day, this was a really a roller coaster of emotions. I just had such high expectations. I really thought it was going to launch and sell mm -hmm. out, you know, on day yeah. one. Like I'm getting ready. Kids hype me up. Right. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm so ready for this. I've been telling people about it and I launch. And that day, I think I had eight orders yeah. and I was crushed. Man. And my parents literally looked at me and go, Abby, what did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah. you're not, yeah. you're not a well-known brand. Like yeah. eight orders is a lot. And that really did adjust my expectations because for the next year and a half, there would be days where I would have no orders. There would mm -hmm. be days where I had 20 orders. You know, it just was, it's very up and down mm -hmm. and very hot and cold. And that's not something that I expected at all with starting a business. I mean, you see these online businesses blow up overnight, it seems. Yeah. Seems like it, but it's not. Seems, it's not, right. yeah. But yeah. what you don't see is that, you know, two, three, four, five years they go without, you know, They've done planning and sales. And, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, and that's just not something that's talked about. And it was something I did not expect. And yeah. I had a lot of anxiousness about that, sadness about that. Um, and yeah. another, like, I don't know if it's a fallacy or paradox, but on social media, you only see the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to find a company that just started last year, it's not you're not going to run into a company with 500 followers that started in the last year. You're going to you're going to run into or bump into a company that has a hundred thousand. You're only going to hear yeah. the cream of the crop top stories because they're publicized and blown up. And mm -hmm. so it's like if you're only following those people to begin with, if you're only following the the one percent, it's you you don't you're you're blind to that ninety nine that that start and do terrible yeah. fail or just are flat for the first five years yeah yeah that's good i agree with that i think because like when you're that popular their organic reach is just like um comes oh it just comes naturally people just share like and post mm -hmm. and i think going back to to you and that start of that business um i could definitely see how your your expectations are this high i could just see abby just like eight orders you're like oh my gosh what am i doing did you i mean i guarantee you probably feel like you want to quit at some moments in that time what so through that process and especially if people are like maybe starting their own business and they've only gotten five orders or this is a startup or they've only gotten six views what would your advice be like what got you through that now it's because you're at five thousand followers you just had a launch um, I think like last week, like you got models, you know, coming in, um, you're, you know, your Instagram is definitely professional. Like it looks like it's a well-structured, like it's going to be a very successful business. What would you, what some advice would you give to kind of keep pushing through, um, during that time? Yeah, definitely. When you're small, what you put in is what you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason also why it's taken both, you know, a little over two years to get to this point is because I did not work it full time. 
I needed to work a part-time job to save up because I knew that Caleb and I were going to be getting married. Yeah. And so I wanted to work and save money and I wasn't making money yet from both. Everything that I was making, I was reinvesting. And so I didn't, I didn't put all my time in it. And mm. if you really want to succeed, you have to go full-time with your business. That's scary though. That is really scary. Oh, hundred percent for sure. And we're in a unique spot where we're young and we yeah. have a lot of, we really have low risk and mm. it's a good time, but yeah, I mean, that's my advice is you just have to grind and put your time in. And if you do work part time or, you know, full time, it's OK. But like you have to put the hours in in the evening and on the weekends. You know, yeah. you have to just put that time in because as you the effort that you put in, you're going to see those results. Yeah. In the end. And I really just wasn't putting the effort. I didn't really know how to, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I really didn't know what to do a lot of the times. So yeah. I didn't have orders coming in, so then I wouldn't know what to do work-wise. And I, you know, you're learning. So do, do, I, do I market? Do I do another post? Do I promote? Yeah. Do I ask friends? Do I call another order? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And our our eyes were so blind, like we only see social media marketing. And so I'm like, well, I did all my social media marketing for today. So what else do I do? So mm-hmm. you're trying to learn Google Ads. I'm like, I don't know what there the you heck go. this yeah. is. You, know? <laughs> you go to Gary Vee, you can learn some Google yeah, Ads stuff. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to learn search engine optimization. And you just never expected that to be part of the job. Yeah. And it's fun to learn, but it, it is. is hard and it takes time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for a while, a lot of the job was just learning how to fill my time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's naive, but yeah. I mean, coming out of college, you kind of are naive. So. Yeah. But talk about, you were telling me yesterday or a few days ago, how that naive coming into it is almost, it can be a good thing. Cause if you knew all the things that you had to do going into a business, um, mm-hmm. it would turn, it would have turned you off. Right? Mm, yeah. That's oh, good. Definitely. I like that. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I think if someone told me like, Abby, you're going to have to sit down and learn how to code a little bit. I would have been like, uh, I'm out, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know or like, give up your spring break. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give up trips and, and all this stuff. And, um, yeah, there's just things mm. that go into it that you just are, you, you have no idea, mm. but I think some people when they come across it, they do quit. Yeah. But if that's really what you want to do, it's, I don't know, you find yeah. the strength to push through that. I think it's the biggest thing is just trying. It's the process of it. And it seems mm-hmm. like how we were both talking before we started the podcast with our businesses. It's like, it's the process, the journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that kind of leads into as far as like being in a passion for you. I think if you have a passion, you have that that um, that effort or that, I guess you'd say drive to really go for it when mm-hmm. it doesn't always feel like it's worth it. But like you remember your why, like why I started this. Um, and so I guess I was, you would say that this business is definitely a passion for you. Would you mm-hmm. say that? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I think it's really, really interesting to see because I think it's not wrong like what you said to maybe just stop. Like if it's not for you, it's not for you. Like there's no, like no one's looking down upon you. You might have people that like, Hey, but there's always going to be people that are going to say things about you, perceive you a different way, whether you want to start a business or go for it. Mm-hmm. But I think the important part is like staying true to who you are. And this is your passion. And you said you guys are young, low mm-hmm. risk, same with me. You know, I think the biggest thing as far as if people are listening to this right now, as far as both of our shoes that we're in is just, just go for it. I mean, I know it's kind of a, it could be kind of a weird thing to say, but I mean, you could literally, we can mess up for the next five or six years and we could still have, 50, 60 years to just grind out whatever. Yeah. So I think instead of like taking that nine to five job that Abby was talking about, you know, at Polo, um, maybe just do some part-time stuff and just start something that you want to do that you're passionate about. Would you say the same for people that are kind of in that boat? Yeah, I think my, well, I know my mindset was always going in. If I fail, it's okay mm. because I'm 22 years old. Yeah. If I fail, if I lose, you know, however much money I put in, 
I literally have the rest of my life to make that up. And on bad days, keeping that perspective was, it was good, you know, to have that. Yeah. Let's also like recognize that we are super blessed in the families that we've been born into and the people around us support systems. Like if we lost all of our money right now, we have some, our families would take us back Our our, like we could live with there. We have so many close friends and community group that we've met through amount of life in church in Kansas city. Now that we have like a good support system here. Like, and I, I recognize that not everybody has that depending on yeah. their upbringing. I was going to say, how would you, what advice would you kind of give to maybe someone who doesn't have that? Would you say find community or, I mean, I mean that'd be some tough stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. If it, that is tough. Like families, you can't pick family. Like yeah. that is, I mean, that's gift from God. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, but yeah, like obviously not to exploit community, but yeah, getting plugged in with people and having deep relationships and friendships that you can lean on others for support and help and um that is super important and that's not like that's not the point of community but um bible also says carry each other's burden so like whether we're helping someone else during a hard hard time or if hard time came upon us like we we trust and we are convinced that we have enough people surrounding us that we'd be fine yeah i mean if if everything if we lost everything right now we'd be fine yeah. yeah compared to like to most people, people like as far as in America and you, know, you look at the percentage rates and stuff like that as far as the poor and who's wealthy or not like we're definitely above average even amongst sure. the poor yeah I think we're definitely I guess you'd say spoiled or maybe we're, we're we have a lot we just take it for granted sometimes yeah for yeah sure. yeah thanks for saying that because definitely I don't want it to seem like you know, I mean, it is risk, like financially, I've been my but yeah, 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 you know, yeah. we we are super blessed to have family that just yeah. love us and support us, will help us if we need. Yeah, so yeah. that makes the decision to take risks easier. Easier. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. And yeah, we don't have kids. We're both under twenty six, so we're still on our parents' health insurance. Yeah, so like I feel like those are the two biggest things. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, I think as honestly just from what I'm hearing from you guys, make the most out of what you have. I think that was, I think mm-hmm. that uh, whoever's listening, that would be kind of the whole thing that we're going to get to take away. It's like, Hey, if you know that your parents can really support you, not, you're not like, Hey, I, you know, like they're going to be my backpack. I'm going to lean on them. Like, you know, everything. It's like, yeah. no, it's like, take the risk beyond what you have, like live beyond your means yes. um, or within your means. And um, you know, I mean, just, just grind out, work for it. Um, Cause I definitely think there's people that, you know, don't have that, that much of a blessing, but I mean, I've definitely had, I've heard stories where people have nothing and they've grinded out and they've done more than with people who have had stuff because when they were at rock bottom, they had nowhere to go mm-hmm. other than up. And so I think it's just really that perspective that you have um, in life. Um, Cause I think when hard work and effort is put and you have a passion, it can be successful. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing, but it's also awesome to realize, Hey, like, I've had a good support system and mm-hmm. you know, you're very grateful for that. Um, but with you talking to Caleb, I know we kind of talked about Abby a lot and now uh, you're on the side, but I want to get to you. Um, and cause you guys are married. What was kind of your upbringing like, um, with yeah. where you're at kind of to now? Yeah. I know I've kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, amazing family as well. Uh, loving parents have two younger brothers. Um, in the context of like business entrepreneurship, my dad always like tried to get us thinking creatively and, I'm gonna give him crap for this. I don't know if he'll, I'll make him listen to this. But he always said, uh, like, well, if you could invent anything, what would you invent? Like, and his go-to was always a flying bike. 
like always. Flying like, bike. That's yeah, something. It's like if you could create like a bike where you pedal and then you get fast enough, you could you could fly. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, he wanted us to think creatively hmm. and cr- create, and uh, that's something that he kind of just instilled in us. Um, and I, I guess it I guess it worked. Um, going into like college, um, I've always enjoyed business. I've always liked kind of entrepreneurship. I, I I played baseball and doing football in the summers in high school. And so I like a, a normal job, clock in, clock out, and they tell you when to come. That wasn't feasible. So I did a handful of neighborhoods, cutting grass for a handful of neighbors, um, doing landscaping and family friends as well. And that's how I made money during the summers. And, and that taught me um, kind of how to prioritize my time and how to and my parents like heavily encourage that like yeah you get to make your own hours no one tells you when to go i mean yeah. it's like oh i need to do this within within the next few days but then picking the day communicating with the clients and that's something that's just um i think any especially now high schoolers middle schoolers in this in a texting world like calling or talking to people face to face is is a skill that's dwindling like yeah. people aren't good at that it's kind of a lost art to be honest it really is um so that was kind of built there but yeah um i think that's all i have to say from like a upbringing kind of business perspective yeah yeah and then you went to mu was that all four years or so i actually started transfer? off i went to rala missouri s t got it played football there one year um wasn't so my mom went there my dad went to mizzou um my mom encouraged me to go there i'm, I'm kind of type a analytical numbers guy so i started off in engineering there um ended up transferring to mizzou um just kind of done with football i did it one year checked the box played college sports good um yeah <laughs> and then i was like yeah I, I could go to mizzou i have a ton of friends from high school who went there abby was there um always grew up cheering for Mizzou sports and, and just felt every time I visited, I had an amazing time. Yeah. Like, this is so much more fun than, than the 80, 20 ratio. And, and, uh, and, and, and yeah. Cause you have other engineers and architects and yeah. stuff there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing, against, hey, nothing against Rolla. If you go to Rolla, we're not trying to bash Rolla. You I know, this is, visiting. this is just Gibbs perspective and everyone's different. He teaches around his life. What yeah. I like to say. So <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this while playing, um, world of Warcraft or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> In Calc 2. I hated that. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I remember that. And I, so I was like, <laughs> I, I'm going to do business. Um, switched to business. Uh, I was business finance because I didn't know what emphasis area I wanted to go in. Yeah. And then from there, I'm like, I don't really love finance. Um, I don't want to be like an investment banker or anything like that. Switched to marketing also because I didn't understand. I thought marketing was just like making billboards. Yeah. And I realized it was a lot more than that. There's a creative side to marketing, but there's also a very analytical spectrum of marketing. Um, and so that's how I got into that and, uh, graduated May of 19. There you go. Yep. And then what was your first job after that? Um, after college? So, um, I guess, yeah, after college, it was, uh, data analysis consulting, mm-hmm. but I had an internship at veterans United in Columbia and uh, I was doing email marketing for them. Um, so it was marketing, but still kind of technical, um, analytical a bit. And then I, uh, Abby's poking me because I say, um, <laughs> it's okay. um, and so, yeah, this was data analysis consulting, not really marketing at all. 
Yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I learned a ton just about computers and data and how to how just like different systems work, that sort of thing. Yeah. That helped me a lot for what I do now. And yeah, I was there one full year. Um, and I kind of knew going into that job, I, I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. I, yeah. I, that wasn't my career. Mm. At Veteran United or at your data analytics consulting company? At, yeah, at Evolytics. Um, yeah, learned a ton there. Yeah, it was very, it was very formative for my for my learning and just seeing how kind of the corporate world worked because I was working with like Intuit, TurboTax, QuickBooks, Vail Resorts, Sephora, like these big companies. Mm, um, that's pretty big. Website optimization, A/B testing, and um, seeing other what other people do in the company, whether it was the data tracking and um, implementing the yeah all this extremely technical stuff that I was like, this is too technical for yeah. me, but it was good to have that technical knowledge going into work. Yeah. Cause that's what I want to tie that into. seems like, I think, and one thing that I think I've learned even maybe in school, different jobs I've done, like you can learn a lot, but it doesn't mean you have to love what you're learning, but it also means that you can maybe apply that learning to something that you do love. So never take anything for granted. And uh, so I was going to ask, you know, going into that tying into now you're working with Abby, mm -hmm. And um, go ahead and kind of cast a little bit of vision, how that kind of became, or you're like, hey, you're like, hey, let's have a sit down and talk with Abby. Uh, I really don't really care for my job, but I feel like I'm learning a lot. Maybe we can try something. So I remember talking to you and uh, you were saying that you possibly were going to maybe join Abby and kind of use those analytics and skills that you've learned from that job before and maybe put that into her business. What, what's that kind of like or what's the risk, you know, joining yeah. her as far as that, that job goes? Yeah, I remember when I got to my job at Evolytics out of college. Everything that I was learning, I was like, let me take what I'm learning, take it to Bolt and like play around with it, mess with it, see if I could implement that into our company. Mm. And always in the back of my mind, I was like, how can I leverage this for us to some degree? Because it was like, ultimate goal is like, I don't want to work this job. So you knew like right when you're going to that job, but you did not probably, you did of, not, yeah. But I didn't know if that was going to be like, I thought it was definitely going to be more than, I was there for a year, but I thought I was going to be there like. Yeah. three, four, five years, and then leave to go with yeah. So pa pause real quick. Do you think if you went back, you would have just not gone to that job and gone straight with her? Or do you no. think it was really actually beneficial for you to do that, even though you wanted to go with Abby? It was extremely beneficial okay. Okay. that I learned all that stuff. Got it. Just from a corporate, like, planning, scheduling time, efficiency, how big businesses work. Like, so I'm all working the, with big, all the big stuff. companies. Yeah. Like, how to scale how to automate systems, how to document correctly. Because uh, all the time, like people are, are uh, moving companies and new people are coming on and you got to document everything. Cause it's like, if you want to be scalable, you have to take yourself out of the picture hmm. and, and just learning a lot of. And what do you mean by that? That's good. Um, yeah. So if we are currently looking for an intern, uh, we're, I think we're in talks with one person, um, but Eventually, like part of the reason why we have this business is if we want to take a, a month long, two month long mission trip and go somewhere or do something, we have to have people to be able to take our role. If we are only working in our specific role and no one, no one else knows how to do what we do, hmm. it's not scalable. 
hundred percent. Yeah, write that write that down if you're listening to that. Um, yeah. So what you say basically, if you, if you want to be scalable, you need to be, kind of take your take yourself out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're not there anymore and no one can do it, and if you want to take that two months off, then it's like they can't build the business like right. you want to. Like you can't. You need to basically teach someone or have, which makes it make sense of an internship. That's yes. smart. That has been something that Caleb wow. has and, really and changed. And that, was that ever in your mindset? Or is that, oh, that's definitely Caleb. Like no, this, yeah. I am typey as they come. I just fly <laughs> by the seat of my pants and Caleb comes in. He's like, well, I don't know what you're doing. He's yeah. like, what influencers have you talked to? You know, how much money have you given them? Like, what have you yeah. spent? I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, know. Like, yeah. I just, I just have it up here in my yeah, head. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm like just doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, you need to write this stuff down because yeah. how is anybody going to know what's yeah. actually happening? Yeah. I'm like, and I, I wasn't like that as much before working at that consulting company. Got it. I, but now I'm like, I see the importance of planning, scaling, leading with direction, setting goals, or else the just growth won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, from what, I mean, you're saying, Caleb, sometimes it's okay to take the job that you don't necessarily love, but to learn a lot of things from that to take it. Cause you had a perspective in mind. I think you had a long-term perspective of like, Hey, this job is probably not gonna be the funnest thing for me, but I can really learn how to do this job and incorporate it with Abby. Yeah. I think that's really smart. I think yeah. people want it the easy way. And I think you were talking about going back to, Hey, I want this business to be now. It's like, you don't know. It took two, three plus we're, Hey, we're still in the process of still build, building it up right now. And it's year, you know, three or four or whether it's five or six for certain businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important to know like anything that you see, it does take time. It takes a lot of effort into that. Yeah. Uh, and Caleb, would you say it was a little risky for you? A little scary for you kind of leaving that comfortable, sure. uh, com- that comfort zone of, Hey, getting like, a stable income from that past job to yeah. kind of moving on with Abby. Yeah. Uh, full transparency. Like, we were looking to buy a house with my old job. We were making, I was making enough money to, we were looking at houses. We even got pre-approved. We were, we um, took house tours of, a, is that what they called? Showings. I call them showing houses. That yeah. sounds, Showings, yeah. Like we walked to a few and this was kind of during COVID and the quarantine. Um, so that'd be March, I yeah. guess around that time. And so we were moving in that direction. Just, I, I, we felt anxious about that and, um, just, just wasn't the right timing. it just wasn't the right timing. And, yeah. um, as I was working at home more anxiety with my job, do you want to share from day one, what I told you coming home from my job? Yeah. Oh was this the gosh. day you quit? Or? This was the first day, the first day on, the my job. Job. on the job. Oh, this is sad. You came home and I'm like anxiously waiting. I'm like, I can't wait to hear about his first day. And I'm like, how is it? And he goes, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think I could see myself here long term. Man. Yeah. And so with that job, like great people. Yeah. I would recommend that if, if a company needed analytics consulting advice, I would recommend that job. Yeah. 10 out of 10. But it just wasn't the place for me. Seems like you have more aspirations and goals in different places than just the analytics side of things. Yeah. Yeah. You're very creative. Yeah. And you can um, build a flying bike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I just knew like any job's gonna have ups and downs. And yeah. you shouldn't quit a job when you have it down. So I'd be like, okay, I'm just going through like orientation, I'll get better after that. I'll just learn the job, I'll get good at it, then I'll be better. And it's like, okay, I'm now I'm just like training. And then I always just had like, not an excuse, but a reason for why I'm not enjoying the job. And then when I look at the ups and downs of the job, there was 
there was more downs than ups. And I would use the fuel from those ups to try to get me through those downs. Those downs. But then, but that only goes that only goes so far because once you do, there's not enough ups for the downs because the downs are yeah. raised so high. Yeah. And then during quarantine, like now I don't have the people, and I'm an extrovert. I like to be working with people in a team setting. Oh yeah, I can tell. And now yeah. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. And so now it's just I'm only doing the job. Yeah. I'm not with people. I can't play ping pong in the office with my buddy. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's just me at home doing the job. Yeah. And so then I was like, man, is this where? God really wants us. Like, I don't see myself being here for extremely long term. Like, praying about, do I stay here? Do I look at other jobs? Um, I talked to all my uncles on like a family trip and asked them their advice. And all three of them were like, going to sales, going to sales, yeah. get into sales. That's a classic uh, grandpa and dad <laughs> advice right there, going to sales. Which is good advice because I, I still think that when you are your own business, you are sales. You're we're selling for sure. You know. It's not B2B sales, but it's still sales. Yeah. I think any in anything you do, you're selling something. Right. And I think there's definitely a difference between, you know, selling and branding. Uh, but I think that definitely correlates with each other. Uh, one thing that my grandpa said, you know, um, was. Uh, okay. Yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, I would it's say that's my great grandpa. Okay. My, yeah. But he's, he's pretty smart. He did the bomb pop. Obviously, yeah. you guys knew that it was kind of cool. <laughs> But on my on my my grandpa, on my mom's side, he um, he was in sales, real estate, never went to college, grinded himself uh, to to where he's at now, has on real estate, um, and just read books. But he would say, "Hey, Christian, if you can sell yourself, you can sell anything." Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, "Hey, you can get so good if you want to sell dirt, you can sell dirt wow. to someone." And so that was just kind of cool because like, "Hey, that's if you're selling yourself, you are your own brand." Uh -huh. um, so I definitely relate to you as far as you know what your sales it's it is important, you know, mm -hmm. so. So that was kind of that transition and prayed about it, talked to community about it and uh, weighing our own financial position, weighing our risks and what, um, where we were at, like how we didn't have kids. Um, you have still, a dog though. We, yeah, we a little dog, dog. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't right. in the That was on the picture then, yeah. Yeah. yeah a little um, bit more risk on the table right there. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a sacrifice because I'm like, okay, if we're doing this, we're not buying a house within the next year, minimum, at least, um, putting things aside to focus on this. Um, so that's how we, that's how we made that decision. Yeah. And then, um, I'll, I'll share about my side gig job that came about. So there, two, yeah. two, literally two days after I put my two weeks in, I get a text from this guy who long story short, he works for the NFL and the chiefs saying that they had an open position with the Chiefs um, for this upcoming season, the season that we're in now. It's like, do you want it? And that was more of, instead of like, from a financial perspective, it was more like a confirmation that from God, I feel like that we were making the right decision Yeah. Um, with me leaving my job and doing full, full time. Yeah, I don't know if we said this, but we agree that we were going to go three months without paying ourselves wow. salary. That's a lot of risk right there. Yeah. yeah. So we are not paying ourselves currently from mm. Bolt. And so that was the biggest, you know, we had to look like, can we afford to not, yeah. can we make rent payments? Can we buy our groceries, you know, and, and still, you know, be wise about tapping into savings and, mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff and still being wise down the road with our money. So that was kind of like definitely a godsend that yes. had that little job yes. opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It helps for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's good stuff. I think what I've really picked up on with you guys and as far as where I'm coming from too is 
if you want to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. And um, overall, you have to make sacrifices where it's, you know, maybe tapping the savings, whether it's like, hey, we can't go out. We can't buy that five dollar Starbucks coffee that we really want. That's, uh, you know, or it's, hey, we can limit our, you know, going out to eat or taking trips away or not paying ourselves, reinvesting in the business. Um, I think people think of business and they want to be at the one percent. But the thing is, you have to the 99 first to get to the 1% because that's going to equal that 100. Um, but yeah, it's really good stuff. We're going to go ahead and take an ad break and then we're going to finish off with uh, kind of uh, Abby and Caleb's marriage life, what that looks like and uh, how's that's going for them. So, all right, we were back with Abby and Caleb. Um, now we're going to go into some questions as far as um, them together. Um, so, we kind of talked about obviously you guys are married, but we haven't really gone into like, how did you guys meet? Um, kind of how's marriage life with the business? Like, um, what does that look like now? I'm going to like how you guys met first. Yeah. Um, so we met in high school. We're, we're both from St. Louis and uh, went to the same high school. Uh, we met in a math class. Abby's a grade level older, so oh um, I was in the, I was a pretty smart kid. There you go. <laughs> so she was asking you for help. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, no, I thought you were kind of like, I didn't know you were going to be smart when I first met you. You kind of looked dumb. And then you kept beating me in all these tests. Uh, I'm like, wait, what? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we weren't in a like reading class together. So yeah. That's so. been different. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to you tell a story about how yeah. we went on our first date? Oh, this is so funny. <laughs> I had a big crush on Caleb. I thought he was really cute. I remember the first time I saw him, I walked into my class, and I, was, I had a boyfriend at the time. And I remember thinking... I would break up with my boyfriend for that. That guy. is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> that is so that's funny. So, so I think that's so true though. I feel like some people probably do walk in and like they have, they are dating somewhere now. And they're like, oh my, I found that really cute person. In yeah, class. that's hilarious. Okay, yeah, keep going. So <laughs> I kind of made it my mission to date Caleb, and so so you were so this boyfriend was he just kind of like an okay guy? Wasn't really. It wasn't deep. serious. I think we dated for like a month. Oh, okay, then, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was like thinking, man, this girl's been dating this guy for years. She's about to break. Uh-uh, okay. no, no, no. There it you is, go. So that's important. There's yeah. context always involved is important so only a month so okay it's not yeah i think he broke up with me so i was like oh bye it wasn't even like i said like i'll go for caleb (laughs) that's funny um so i kind of made it my mission to date him and he was just not really interested back i would say so i would text you all the time and whatever Mm. but over the summer i remember i was like i'm gonna get a group together air quotes around group i texted caleb i said i got a group together to go to the movies do you want to come and he said yeah sure I'll, i'll go well, like, who's invited? Yeah. Oh, just like a group of friends. I'm like, okay, <laughs> wink, wink. Cool, cool. Um, you're yeah. in. I'm gonna text Nick to make sure Nick's coming. I was like, can I invite Nick? Yeah, He's kind Nick of my was, wingman. Got it. Got Nick it. was a mutual friend of both of ours, and I was like, oh yeah, sure. You were bummed about it because yeah. you wanted to just be us. Yeah. Nick ended up saying he couldn't go. I was like, all right, that's a bummer. But Abby's got other Abby's over here like yes. Abby's got other friends invited, so it'll be great. I did not invite a soul to the movie. There was, Wait, I did there's not, no one. No one. No. No. So that was the whole game plan. Yeah, so I show up. I'm like, this girl is so smart. <laughs> She's a savage, too. Wow. That's crazy. Classic. Make it a little crazy. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, a little crazy. Yeah. For sure. So what was your initial thought? You're like, up, like, you're you're assuming there's gonna be a whole bunch of people there, maybe at least some people. Yeah, like and, three or four. Yeah, and there's it's just her. Like, what did you guys just, just walk in and like Abby's like over there with the ring already? Like, <laughs> <"Nothing right." laughs> I mean, how did that go? It was just like, where's everybody at? I don't know what you said. You're just like, oh, it <laughs> fell through. They couldn't come. I'm like, I whatever. Yeah, oh they went to Monsters University. There we go. Which is so funny. And I it's remember the movie. whole time I tried to like 
you know, I was like, maybe he'll cuddle me, yeah. you know, and he <laughs> yeah, just kept were... inching away. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh crazy. my gosh. And I told my mom, I was like, yeah, no one actually showed up. It was just us two. And my mom's like, she likes you. Yeah. I'm like, nah, it was just, it was a coincidence. <laughs> you, Caleb, you are so naive. <laughs> I was given, uh, yeah. Yeah, so needless to say, we didn't really talk too much after that. Yeah. Um, but maybe a couple months later, I invited him to one of my volleyball games. And mm -hmm. he came and, I don't know, and you were like, she's athletic, I'll date her. Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> Which is like yeah. a weird reason to So you, you asked, did you ask her out after that, after the volleyball game? And no, we kinda... started just kind of texting and talking. Mm -hmm. And then, like, homecoming was coming up. And uh, I was talking to one of my good friends who was in my grade, because Abby's a, a grade level older. And I was talking to her, and she played volleyball as well. I was like, yeah, I don't know who I'm going to take to homecoming. Um, I know a girl that kind of likes you. And she yeah. was yeah. like, you should ask Abby. She'd be fun to go with. I was like, ah, yeah, maybe, I guess. <laughs> so we went to homecoming together. And then the rest is history. And I think, That's cool. I think the good thing with that is our relationship wasn't built on, like, pure fleshly desires, I guess. Like, yeah, like our relationship was built on a friendship. Yeah. We just got, we just continued to get to be better friends. And by all means, like my wife is is hot, but like, but it wasn't that wasn't like the first thing, you know. Yeah, it's like it was a relationship built on a friendship, which is super important because when you're sixty, you're not gonna care. The, the, the looks are not gonna gone. be there like, as much as you were in twenty five. Yeah. yeah, you want your relationship to be built on a genuine friendship and that's what it was and yeah. so yeah we just um did it through high school and college and got married uh yeah after i i graduated um so we've been together for like seven years i think yeah wow something like that that's awesome i didn't know that story about that was hilarious you're probably the kids probably thinking this girl's crazy like she's yeah yeah i don't advise it but it worked so. yeah well hey it's a unique story and it's your own so that's yeah. the most important and it's worked you guys are <laughs> yeah. happily married so that's awesome yeah and then as far as like how's uh how's like with doing your own business now is that changed like has the dynamic changed with being in business together in the past uh, couple months um like seeing each other more you know working together because um, obviously you guys are a team in marriage, but now also a team like just in business too. How has that dynamic changed or has, has it changed? I think you should share the story of when we were engaged, when we were driving to meet at our venue mm -hmm. at Chandler Hill yeah, and the conversation that we had. Yes. Yeah. So I, <laughs> when you're going into marriage, a lot of things are changing, especially for the girl. Like mm -hmm. I went through some serious identity crisis, you know, oh, yeah. last name is changing. We were moving cities. There was just a lot of change happening. And I remember Caleb kept being like, I'm excited to get married and for Bolt. You know, we're going to take that on. We're going to be a team. It's going to be part mine now too, not just yours. And I really got like uh, defensive and kind of freaked out. I was like, can you just stop? Like, this is my business. Mm. And I've been working on this. You can't have everything that's mine. Yeah. And kind of blew up on, on him. You cussed me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really bad. I just like kind of freaked out, honestly, full in panic mode. And we met up and just had to really talk that out because I really was freaked out. Um, but just understanding his intentions, like yeah, he's not coming in here trying, not to, trying take to take over, it over. my yeah, business. Yeah, he wants to help you. Exactly. Yeah. And aid in that. And something that I had to learn, I really had to swallow my pride because he is literally the opposite of me in so many things. Like we said earlier, I'm very just type B. He's very type A. He fills the gaps that mm. 
are huge holes in my life. And with business, it is so beneficial. And just having to keep that perspective of like, yeah, when he's annoying me and telling me to, you know, make a list and I don't want to write out a list. Yeah. He's doing that because he knows that that is going to help me. And um, just keeping that perspective throughout the day. I mean, it does get hard. There are things that we do that annoy each other for sure. But uh, you just, I don't know. It takes time to figure out how to work with each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anything else we want to expand on that? I don't know. Um, no, I'm just trying to think of all the times where we had, like, it's easy to talk about the, the times where everything's going fine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the times where, like, stuff blows up we could also talk about um like this past year around christmas time or was it a little after that yeah so when caleb was working um at his other company bolt was not doing well Mm because after we got married there was a time where i mean we moved we went on a honeymoon everything's just so new you guys yeah i really just did not put any time into bolt and it really was more like a hobby than a a business to me Mm -hmm. and you were still working at lulu i was still working at you know top golf i I went to lulu actually and i looked at the prices uh abby the other day and i'm like the first time i went in there i'm like i'm not going here again like this is is expensive oh Oh, yeah yeah Yeah. everyone thinks that everyone thinks i'm like a lulu guy but no i'm telling you right now after working there, I'm still so sold on the products. Like, yeah. I would pay the no, price for that. They sale. are legit products. I yeah. guarantee that. Like, my I was, pants. Literally. Lulu. I thought about mowing those, honestly. Those are some <laughs> good ones. But I'm like, yeah. But, Get them yeah. for birthday or Christmas. There yeah. you go. I'll ask, I'll ask the parents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so Bull was not doing well. I could have shut the doors on the company, really, and been okay. And I felt we felt very distant from each other and that because he was working another job and come home and wouldn't want to put time into bullets. I'm like, you don't even care about this business mm. that I have such like heart for. And, and that was really hard. I mean, that really did drive a wedge and cause fights because I felt unsupported a little bit uh-huh. and you felt also, you know, distant from it because you were gone during the day yeah. and that was really challenging. We had a yeah. lot of hard talks and I cried a lot of tears and oh, I bet. Um, yeah. yeah. And kind of going back to that first story, like, when I'm trying to do these things to grow the business and then Abby blows up on me, it really discourages me yeah. from wanting to put in. It's like, all right, screw you. Like yeah. if you can do it on your own, do it on your own and I'll yeah. just stay out of it. And I also am a, a firm believer, believer in we only have so much mental space that we can put towards a job or business or something like that. And so, um, which I think people can grow in, but when I would come home from work after being gone for nine or 10 hours, or if I went and worked out afterwards, like I, I'm just, I don't want to like sit down at a computer again after I've been looking at a screen all day and yeah. work more. It's like, I want yeah. to relax, enjoy some time, dinner, yeah. watch the game that's on TV or whatever, and then go to bed, like, yeah, or hang out with people. And it's like, I don't have the time or mental space to put towards this. And so the conversation kind of became like, what is bull? Is mm. this a hobby or is this a business? Mm-hmm. Like our, so right now, definitely not. So it wasn't, and this was so like beginning of 2020. So like January, February, um, like, what is this? What are we doing here? Yeah. It was hard to learn how each other was motivated. Like yeah. Caleb is motivated by tough love and I'm discouraged by tough, tough love. love. Yeah. I love encouragement yeah. and being built up. And so that was hard. We had to figure out, you know, him saying that to me hurt me. I'm mm. like, you don't, you don't support me. Like this is, you're, t- you're telling me that it's going to fail. Yeah. In my, in my mind, that's how it felt. That's even though it's not at even all though he, he his intentions. Yeah. You exactly. have to really be clear and understand. It seems like you guys learned a lot about each other mm-hmm. with just the business. Um, how to how each how your uh, 
I guess your buttons kind of click and don't oh, click. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that is like my back, like playing football, like the coaches aren't like, come on, you got it. You can do oh, better. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, Alan. You so Yeah, go. yeah. Come on, push ups. Let's go. And but Abby does not reflect like that. Like, yeah. and I think no, go, most... go, Ab, go, go. Yeah. You just have Caleb over there at the pom poms. Yeah. So it's like learning how to be a good cheerleader. Definitely. That's good. But it's like, Abby, I want you to be hard on me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So learning how each other's encouraged and um, how to get the best out of each other. Yeah. yeah. And that goes for just marriage in general and in business. Yeah. I think business life and marriage life can probably, a relationship yeah. to whoever's listening to this can definitely relate. You know, the effort you're talking about putting in the risk, the uncomfortability, learning what works, what doesn't work, you know, sacrificing. Cause we all know that we have to bend in any relationships, whether it's bending like this to like, a, you know, a little quarter or we're bending all the way. And I agree with what Kev said. There's definitely a mental capacity to how much, you can do like in a business or passion mm-hmm. now for if it's your own we have a lot of mental capacity we can do but like i could see coming back from work i've already done this you know and had to come back from work but she really wants to do this business you're like hey i just need some time just to just to relax yeah. and, and maybe that's that, that probably planning on hey this is the day we're gonna do it so then i'm aware but uh yeah and would you say that you've definitely grown a lot in that area right now compared to like when you guys started off yeah, okay. we figured it out. Yeah. I mean, not figured out. We totally. Not figured it out. <laughs> we're totally like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we're on track to yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. We're, we're getting better every yeah. day. And like, yeah, working together is so different than before. Like when I was in my job, I can, you can compartmentalize your job. You show up to work, at least when people were going into work, you show up, clock in, clock out. You can forget about it. Like, mm-hmm. If it's 3 3 p.m i got only two more hours i need to get through two more hours and i can go home and relax yeah or if you're like having issues with people at work manager boss other co-workers can't wait to get home and just get away from this person because i'm having issues with this person but when you're working with your spouse and your wife at home yeah you can't there's no clocking out there's yeah. no i can't wait to get rid of like get away from this person <laughs> It's like you gotta address the long drive home now. <laughs> you gotta address that. Like now, you can't let it wait. Yeah. Address that uh, disagreement and here in the now, and not let it linger on because then I'll just that'll affect problems. your marriage for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to com- not just compartmentalize, but during the day, like yeah, I'm with Caleb every day, all day. Mm-hmm. But it's not quality time. Yeah. You know, we're together all day, but we might not even talk that much. Or, you know, he's in his office and I'm in my room doing my own thing. And so, yeah, it's like we're together all the time, but that is not intentional quality time. So that you're we you're saying that you have to definitely make time, which is, I think it's great because I think mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're married or you're in a relationship or you want to be in a relationship, I think that no matter where you're at, I think people can probably look at you or at least I'll be transparent. I thought, oh, yeah, they're working together. They probably have a whole bunch of quality time. Mm-hmm. But now that you guys are talking about, I could think, well, Abby's doing more marketing and, and he's in the other room doing his own like, analytics, thing about the business, or maybe he's making phone calls, you're doing pictures, something like yeah. that, where it's called the day goes by. You're like, hey, it's been five days. We've been grinding and we haven't had any, like, we haven't had a date. We haven't yeah. even talked for like 10 minutes to see how we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, you really have to fight for it because it's so easy to just let that, yeah. let that and- time go. And that is like we we talked to a couple over Labor Day weekend and they they did very well for themselves and they did business together and we asked them advice from a married couple's perspective in business and they actually suggested um, compartmentalizing that because the conversations I would have with coworkers or my manager 
and I, I never got to a point where people were working underneath me and, and I wasn't delegating. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I have that role like, hey, Abby, I need you to do this, this, and this today in order for me to do this and this. So like, I need you to get this done. And it's talking in more of a direct um, leadership perspective when I wouldn't necessarily always, I wouldn't talk to you like that on a date, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so handling business inside of business and I, I don't even know if this is the best advice or even like the best like biblical advice, but it was just the advice that was given to us. And I think that's kind of how we've been operating mm. is compartmentalizing it so that you can have that differentiation between work life and then when you're off work and you can enjoy each other and have quality time because you just won't get that quality time during the work day. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to yell at my coworker because they're being annoying. I'm yeah. going to suck it up and swallow my pride. Yeah. It's the same okay. thing with your husband. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause you have to definitely look at him as like, okay, he is, he's my husband, but right now he is my coworker. Yes. And then after that, he, yeah. Cause that you respect. would never, you wouldn't blow up at your coworker. Oh, more than likely. You no. Yeah. You talk differently to your coworker than you do your spouse. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you said for better, or for worse. So I'm like, yell at you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Pull that, pull that card on there. We'll, make work right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's some good stuff. Um, great advice. Um, and it's been, it's been great, but I've saved the best for last. I know we're talking about all like, you know, passions and careers and uh, lifestyle upbringings, but I think the number one thing is that people are kind of searching for today, even in society. I think it's been, always been an ongoing thing, but probably more, more prevalent now is, is purpose and where you get that from, or what is your purpose? Like what's really your drive? Like what are you meant to do here on earth? Um, do you guys mind? Cause obviously you guys are married. So you guys are kind of co- co-joined with one purpose now. Um, what would you guys say like your purpose is um, through like this personal and it's in the business and like where do you get that from? Can we start? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a big question and I assume you're coming at it from like in the context of a, a, a business perspective as well as just overall purpose. Um, take out business for a second. Like my purpose is to live for Christ. I love that. Um, yeah, that that is the purpose. And then it's like, okay, that's that's my mission. But then like vocation or how do I do that? Um, and I, I think as Christians, like we all have that same calling and that same purpose. But then it's like, okay, because um, people are called to different things, whether it's starting their own business like us, or if it's working at a company or doing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I how do I live that out? Um, in that context and for us or for me i guess um i'm like okay i want to i I enjoy business i enjoy entrepreneurship um and we're not at this place now but i see bolt in business and we are already um giving a portion of our sales it's changed from year to year last year it was hope for justice which they fight human trafficking and the four forms of that abby um, has a heart for that. And my heart for that has grown over, over the years and our time being married. Mm. Um, but now it's stand up to cancer. And, uh, we also support some missionaries as well. And I just see at bolt and, and business as a way to fund our personal ministry. Um, I think I talked about earlier, like when you scale, having people who can do your job, how you want to, pull yourself out of the business and put people into roles that can do the same job that you can. And when you are your own, um, business, when you are your own, um, leader, making your own hours, 
five years, whenever it is, if we wanted to go on a two month mission trip to wherever we could do that yeah. on a, in a normal job where you only get three or four weeks of uh, PTO paid time off per year, we, we couldn't do that. Mm. Um, so like that is, that is kind of the hope and mission and God willing, like we, we grow the business to have many employees and those employees, assuming they have the same values and faith as us, um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, when it comes to hiring. But mm -hmm. if they wanted to go on a trip like that, I'd be like, heck yeah, yeah. go do that. Yeah. Like that's, but Bolt isn't life. Business isn't life. Money mm -hmm. is not life. Life is what we invest into the future and scripture says that that people's souls are eternal god's words eternal uh so investing into those things is way more valuable and important than investing into a business that as of right now this is not going to be like a, a company that lasts past our lifetime like yeah. it's not going to be like a nike or a big brand like maybe it will be i don't know but it's it's we're not investing into for eternity yeah you know? well even then to pause real quick nike adidas they ain't gonna be there forever either we gotta remember that you right. know it's just like all those things are temporary i mean yeah. they're smart what do you want to invest in is the eternal and i love that you're saying that in bolts about that that's really cool yeah yeah do you have anything to add abby as far yeah, as that, that goes for you that was really good you know if you i think i learned this lesson like you cannot let your circumstances affect your emotions and your situation. Like you have to be anchored in something mm -hmm. and for, yeah, for us, it is the Lord and our faith in Christ and having faith and in, in belief in what he did for us on the cross and like finding security in that is enough. Like God's grace is sufficient. And so it's like, okay, if we have a week where we have terrible sales, my mood is not going to be affected because mm -hmm. my purpose does not come from my work. Mm -hmm. It comes from my Lord and savior. And if bull has a great week, then that's amazing. And I can just praise God and be like, wow, thank you for this gift, you know, yeah. and making and keeping it not on us. Um, helps a lot with like anxiety and yeah, and sure. all that too, you know? Yeah. And so just keeping that perspective is a lifesaver, honestly, in running a business. But that's hard to do. Oh, it's super hard. I remember we had, this is like a quick story, but I mean, it was one of the, my first like best days ever. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I was just sitting at the computer, staring at it like, Gosh, just a few more orders, a few more orders. And then I literally stopped and thought, thank you, God, that I don't have to sit here and and stress about just a few more orders because it will never be enough. Yeah. And but I I, I can be content in in what I have and, and yeah. you know, and in my faith. And yeah. I think that's I think that's great, Abby. Um, if you're listening to that, that that's some taking notes on on that as far as you were talking about once I get there, the sales, it's kind of like your 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 highest sales. You would think that the normal people that you should be satisfied. You should be grateful. Uh, and then you got there, like, I still wanted it more and more. And I can relate to that as far as just in having my own, you know, lawn care landscape business. I was like, oh, yeah, I did like so much, so much in revenue and even profit. And I, and I remember like being small. I'm like, when I get there, um, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be satisfied. And I remember getting there. I almost felt, I mean, I was satisfied way more so in the moment. But it was like at the next day I woke up and I was kind of felt like I was on that high. And I'm like, okay, well, that was over with. And where I go for, to next? I was so important to anchor your identity 
and to really know your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can't really get a better purpose. No, I know you can't get a better purpose <laughs> than anchoring that in Christ and what he's done right. for you and no matter what anyone says about you. Right. So exactly. Yeah. And and just the a verse that I think of and and really want to implement with bowl is Luke 16, 10. It says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever's dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So it's like, while we're still small, um, and I don't know what this could become, but we, we just need to stay true to who we are, stay faithful to who we are with the little that we're entrusted with now. Like it's easy to have the mindset of, oh, we'll start donating to charities or things that we have passions and hearts for once we hit X amount of dollars in sales or Mm -hmm. once we make X amount of profit. But then when we get to that level, it's like, well, maybe we need to make a little more. It's it's always easy Mm -hmm. to push it off. It's like, you know, the diet starts tomorrow. Yeah, I heard that one, yeah. You just need to start it now, you know, Mm -hmm. and be faithful to um, who you are and yeah, and if you I want to talk about right. like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to talk about like your posting on social media when it comes to faith and um, what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I think it's important for, as you're growing your brand or even just on your own social media. It's it'd be weird if like ten years, you know, five years down mm-hmm. the road, I started posting Bible verses, my yeah. stuff about faith, yeah. and I'd already created this brand. People would be like very confused yeah, about sure. the image, but. If you make that just part of your DNA from the beginning, people are going to expect that and understand that. Yeah. And that just grows as, as your business grows. Yeah. And you know, it changes here and there, but you want, you want your core and your start to be who you truly are. For sure. Cause that's who you are. And that's right. uh, that's good advice. Cause I think it's like, they want someone to be genuine. Mm-hmm. I think everyone wants someone to be genuine. If they have to be real mm-hmm. and as someone who's authentic and uh, they want the real you, even with all the stuff going around on social media, um, but I think, you know, saying if that is really you, then just, just post it, just put it out there. And so if you're, if you're starting a social media or whatever it is, I think we all three of us can relate as far as, Hey, just be your, your true self. Mm-hmm. Um, because man, how hard it would be to have a following. And then like you put on a mask that entire time and you got to take it off. Well, the thing is when glue sets in on that mask and it's on your face, it's going to hurt really, really bad to rip it off. And um, it's going to leave a scar. And that's what's basically a, a perfect picture. Probably some of these people, you know, they're afraid to post and they kind of want to get out of their comfort zone. And they like 10 years down the road, it's like, oh, well, it's too late now. I'm already built the business. It's my identity. It's my purpose. And so definitely start um, if, if you have a purpose and, and you know what that is. There's no um, reason why you shouldn't just put it in right, now, right where you are right now. So I think you treat 10 followers the same as you treat 10,000 followers or 10 million followers like you should be posting the same stuff mm. and, and same with business. Like when you grow a business, the same way we run a, a business with two employees is the same way how we're doing marketing and finance and operations and um, coding IT stuff and, and just all the compartments or departments, not compartments of a business yeah. are still there with two people as it is with a, a company that's, uh, 2000, mm-hmm. you know, you got the same, it's the same structure and, uh, yeah, just staying true and, and you got to do the same thing as small as you would do it when you're big. Yeah. I, I love that. That's a, that's a good way to end it as far as like, Hey, treating those two followers, like whether it's a thousand or 10,000, um, really being true to who you are I think some good business advice and also like life advice in mm-hmm. itself. Um, Caleb and Abby, I just want to thank you guys so much for being on. It's been a great time. I know, uh, 
Um, people are going to get a lot from what you guys had to offer and say. But before I go, want to, you know, shout out your, if you want to, you know, shout out your Bolt Boutique and then your um, Instagram name or any handles, probably spell that out because it's a podcast. Yeah. You can go ahead. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at Bolt Boutique, B-O-L-T. B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. Sometimes that could be a hard word. <laughs> um, and then my personal is at Abigail G. Howard. There you go. How are you? And uh, yeah, um, mine's C. How. No, it's Chow. C-H-O-W 7000. There you go. I love that. <laughs> Chow. I, say, I love that name. Yeah. And uh, so definitely please check them out. Go there. Um, uh, Abby just launched um, some clothes um, and it's got like fall weather kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they look really good. I was, you know, I was telling them if I, if I was a girl, I definitely would be dabbing them up okay. um, for sure. I knew and wearing those. Um, so, yeah, and you can find me at uh, Christian J. Lynch on Instagram and the Christian J. Lynch on uh, on a YouTube. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been a great time. And we'll Thanks definitely, awesome. yeah, we'll be definitely looking forward to maybe six months down the road and, and seeing where we're both at. Yeah, so, yeah that'd be awesome. Thanks, uh, Christian. Of course. Thanks.